Good evening, creepy ones. My name is Cat Wolfgang, and this is Nightmare Tales. I work as a transporter in a hospital. About two years ago, we moved from the old city hospital into a new state-of-the-art facility. The old hospital was built in the 1930s and was starting to show its age. At night, it was just plain creepy. Each floor had an east and west wing. The east wing of the fourth floor was the first wing to be shut down about two weeks before the move. One night, at around 9.30pm, I'm up on the floor to get a patient from the west wing. I see a small group of nurses and aides who all used to work on the now-closed east wing. They looked visibly shaken. I walked over to see if everything was okay, and they told me that they had decided to walk through their old wing for nostalgia's sake. When they were over there, the phone at the nurse's station began to ring. The computers and phones had not yet been moved. Unsure of what to do, one of the nurses reached over and answered the phone. The nurse told me there was a woman's voice on the other end of the line, and that she sounded confused. This is the conversation as best as I can remember it. This is nurse's name. How can I help you? Hello? Who is this? I'm a nurse. Is there anything I can help you with? This is hospital name. Are you a patient here? Oh, okay. Then the line went dead. That's when the nurse finally looked at the screen on the phone to see where the call was coming from. The phone gave the room number directly across from the nurse's station. The rooms by this point had been cleared out and all of the patient phones removed. They could see directly into the room, and that there was nobody in there. That's when they bolted toward the west wing where I was getting off the elevator. I avoided that wing for the rest of my time there. I work at a crisis nursery, which is a childcare facility that provides emergency and respite care for children under the age of seven. I used to work graveyards all the time. I have to say first that I am absolutely a non-believer in anything paranormal. That being said, at two in the morning in a dark room where you and two or three other girls in their 20s are the only adults present, shit gets creepy sometimes. The facility I work in was named for a child who was beaten to death by one of their parents. The nursery was started in their name as a way to hopefully prevent another child dying a violent death at the hands of a stressed-out caregiver. 
So the story that goes around is that this kid's spirit haunts the nursery and is mostly active at night. My co-workers tell me that one of the reasons that everyone thinks this place is haunted is that many different people reported the children asking about that kid, as in, why doesn't that kid have to go to bed while pointing at nothing? I brush it off and basically forget about it. A few weeks later, I was in the sleep room, the bedroom where all the kids sleep, where there must always be an adult in the room with the children, by myself. I'm just chilling, reading a book with a book light. The rest of the room is pitch black and silent. All of a sudden, one of the kids, who is probably about four or five, sits bolt upright in bed and says, Hey, how come they aren't asleep? Why do they get to play? I want to play too. All while pointing at a wall with no kids anywhere in the vicinity. I got instant crazy shivers all over my body. I was so scared I almost started to scream. I refused to be alone in there from that moment on. I work the overnight shift at a hospital. By far, the creepiest thing that happened to me while working there was when I was cleaning two rooms after the patients had been discharged. The two rooms were connected with one shared exit. I cleaned the first room, left for about 10 minutes, got more supplies, and then went back to the other room. When I walked back in, I saw a little old lady in a chair, hunched over. I stared at her in surprise for a few seconds. I thought it was odd that they had put another patient in that room already. Anyway, I began cleaning and looked back at the other room. But it's empty. She had disappeared. I would have seen if she walked past me. It was super creepy. No one on the floor fit the description that I gave, except for the lady who had died in that room four hours before my shift started. When I had just graduated high school, I started working at a truck stop a few miles outside of town. I usually worked evenings, but had to switch shifts with the night shift guy, so there I was, at 3am, fighting to stay awake. A car pulls into the parking lot and stops. There's a guy in the driver's seat, crying, and a woman in the passenger seat just staring straight ahead, not moving, no emotion whatsoever. They sat there for what seemed like an hour. Then the guy gets out of his car and comes in. He grabs a few random items and puts them on the counter. The whole time, he's looking all around like he's checking for other people. There was no one but us. For miles. He then stares right into my soul and says, Sure is quiet out here, isn't it? So quiet, 
you can almost hear the angels singing. I muttered something unmemorable, and he left. His passenger never moved. I'm a former 911 operator, and while I was working there, I would get a call every single night that was just horrible screaming sounds or sometimes deafening white noise, and then it would disconnect. It scared the ever-living shit out of me. The number that it called from was a landline for a vacant residence. I dispatched officers every single time, but they never found a thing, and I was repeatedly assured that the sounds on the line were due to a faulty phone or the rain, but it really never stopped bothering me. I used to work as a night watchman on a large property. Not just a big building, but a huge surrounding property as well. Probably about 50 acres. This property was not in the best of areas. It was kind of secluded, but had a subdivision nearby. It had a really long driveway with a gate at the end. One night, I start my rounds by walking out the front door of the place, which was all lit up. As soon as I lock the door behind me and take a step, I hear a woman's voice screaming something that sounded like, Oh God, oh God, someone, please help me. The sound was coming from up at the end of the driveway. It sounded a little bit faint, and I took five running steps down the driveway, then thought better of it, skidded to a stop, and ran back inside to call the cops. They responded with multiple police cars and even a helicopter, but they found absolutely nothing. I still think it could have been somebody trying to lure me out there into the darkness. Around 12 years ago, I was working security at a small company's headquarters in New York City. My partner for the night had called in sick so I had to work from midnight to 6 a.m. all by my lonesome. Normally, this wouldn't be a problem. I just had to sit in the back room, watch some cameras, and occasionally head out for a sweep. Nothing to it, right? Well, as it turns out, one of the employees had stayed in the building after hours and had managed to avoid my co-worker's sweep from the previous shift. I first noticed a movement in my peripheral vision on one of the screens, and then again a few minutes later. This was odd, because I was used to quiet nights in this particular building. I was a little scared when I headed out for my sweep, but it was my job, so I grabbed my flashlight and headed out to begin. I had to start the sweep in one big hallway, and right as I entered, I saw a flash of movement at the end of it. At this point, I was sufficiently freaked out. I stood frozen for a minute or so, looking out into the semi-darkness, unsure of what to do. 
The decision was taken out of my hands, however, as I heard a gunshot resound down the hallway. In what was the scariest moment of my entire life, I slowly walked down that hallway to investigate. I reached the end and saw to my left that the president's office light was on. Slowly, I approached the door and creaked it open, completely scared shitless. What I saw will haunt me forever. The man had taken a seat in the president's chair and shot himself in the head with a pistol, splattering blood and brains all over the floor and the walls. Apparently, this guy had been having problems at home, and because the president was supposedly a total asshole to him, he decided to off himself and scare the crap out of the president at the same time. In any case, I threw up a few times and called the police. I got the next two weeks off, and I still have nightmares about it sometimes. I saw a live guy's brain working the night shift at a hotel front desk. One night, our hotel was hosting a college basketball team. The team came back at around 11 p.m. and went up to their rooms to go to bed. No big deal. Then, around 1 o'clock, the coaches came back absolutely hammered. They went up to their rooms, and that was the last I heard from them for about an hour. While I was setting up for breakfast, I heard the elevator ding. Out of the elevator bursts one of the coaches. He runs straight to the front door. Odd, but okay, whatever. He comes running back inside, shouting, He fell! He fell! I run outside while pulling out my phone, dialing 911, to see one of the coaches who had come back earlier, face down on the ground in a huge puddle of blood. The paramedics got there, and as they were loading him up, one of them wiped off his forehead, and there it was. The guy had fallen out of a third-story window straight onto his forehead and split it open so wide and deep that you could see his brain. He was life-flighted to a bigger hospital up north from where we were. He lived. I got a raise the next day. I work in a movie theater. One night, I was shutting down projectors and closing down the theater at around 2 in the morning. I shut off one projector and then turned around to see one theater starting to play Insidious from the beginning without previews. It was extremely out of place, considering that the projectors are programmed for the movies to start automatically with 20 minutes of previews built right in. No show was scheduled in the computer, and I still don't know how it started. But I locked myself in the office for the rest of the night. Right out of college, I got a job as a nanny for two elementary-aged girls. 
For their anniversary, the parents went on a week-long cruise, and I stayed home with the kids. The first few nights, the eight-year-old would come into my room multiple times a night and wake me up. It was obvious that she hadn't pre-planned what she was going to give me as a reason for waking me up, so she would stumble through an excuse on the spot like, I just wanted to make sure we're still going to the park tomorrow, or... I think I forgot to brush my teeth and wondered if I should do it now or wait till the morning. I figured she was just missing her parents and feeling out of sorts, so I let it slide at first. But by the fourth or fifth time, knowing I needed sleep to keep up with two active kids, I told her that she wasn't to wake me up unless it was an emergency. I get a couple more hours of undisturbed sleep, but wake up with a weird feeling at about 5 in the morning. I turn over and nearly piss myself. The girl had brought a chair right next to the bed and was staring down at me. It didn't help that she had long, dark hair, and this happened a few months after the ring came out. Her explanation? I just thought it would be fun to watch you sleep. I didn't wake you. What a creepy kid. I work night audit at this semi-swanky hotel next to the airport. One night, I get a call from a lady in room 204. She said she could hear arguing, loud banging, and crying coming out of 206. I check the computer, but no one is checked into that room due to maintenance issues. I called my supervisor to see what to do, and she tells me to call on-site security and follow them up with a key. As we get off the elevator, we can hear the crying, and it's really loud. My heart starts racing as we near the door, so I hand the key to the security guard. The next five minutes seem to happen in slow motion. The guard opens the door and flicks on the light. As we enter the room, the shower is on, steam is coming up from under the door, and there's only one lamp on in the room. It's super cold, and there is a lady in a red lacy bra with black panties and super red hair, curled up crying on the bed. She was facing away from us. She sort of stopped crying and rolled over. When she did, a wave of horror came over me. She was extremely pale, covered in blood and was just staring at us. That's when we realized that the shower had stopped and the door was open. There was a man about six and a half feet tall standing in the doorway as we turned around. Security tased him and he was arrested. Turns out he was a rapist who hides in empty hotel rooms, kidnaps women who were staying in the hotel, and cuts them open. To this day, I will never go to a hotel again.
I used to work at City Hall a few years ago as a security guard. There were abandoned jail cells in the basement that haven't been used in years, and part of my duty was to patrol them for squatters. It was probably my second time patrolling alone, and things started to get really weird. I went down to the old prison-slash-holding cells. It's a long, narrow hallway with cells on both sides. The hallway was lit by small, dim bulbs that hung down from the ceiling. I was walking past the fourth column of cells when all the lights went out. I turned on my flashlight and walked back towards the light switch. Right when I was about to turn them back on, the lights flickered on all by themselves. I started fast walking past the cells while quickly glancing over them to check. I was about halfway through when the lights went off again. I heard two cell doors slam. I ran with my flashlight on straight towards the other end of the hallway and up back to my workstation. I then called my supervisor and asked him if there were any electrical issues that had been reported but he said no. I had two hours left on my shift and couldn't leave. I spent the rest of my shift at my workstation paranoid as fuck. I work nights at a multi-story office building. Two different times, I saw someone get on an elevator as I came around the corner, and I would say, Hold the door, please. As the door started to close, it opened back up like someone had hit the button, but when I got into the elevator, there was no one inside. After that, many times, just as I came around that corner, the elevator door would open, and always, there was nobody inside. I never pushed a call button or anything. Figuring the ghost was polite, I would always say thanks when I got into that empty elevator. I'm a doctor who works the overnight shift at a hospital. Sometimes, patients come in for other problems and don't mention that they sleepwalk. There have been a few occasions where I'm sitting in my office, watching vitals and writing reports, when I turn around to get something and notice that a patient has sleepwalked into my office and is standing right behind me. It's a little bit surprising to see at two in the morning in the dead quiet. It always gives me quite a shock. I'm a McDonald's employee. At 2.30 a.m., I go in to clean the bathrooms and I see a guy who had broken off a syringe in his arm after overdosing on heroin. He bled out right there on the floor. There was just so much blood everywhere, and I'll never forget seeing that. Working the night shift at a nursing home always has its moments. Unexplained noises, shadows, and other just generally creepy things. 
Normally, I'm able to keep myself together through all of the creepy things, but the only time I've shit myself was when I saw an elderly patient flicking the lights on and off down the hallway, all while singing Amazing Grace. I used to work as a night auditor at a Hilton hotel. Homeless people with MRSA would wander in at 3 in the morning on cold nights and refuse to leave. Our security team would always have to call the police, which would really upset the homeless people. There was one incident in particular where a vagrant got upset with our security guy, so he ran up to him, hugged him, and started trying to kiss or bite him to infect him with MRSA. My security guy threw him down and proceeded to beat the holy hell out of him. He got blood everywhere. The hazmat unit had to be dispatched, and we had to close down the lobby while the area was cleansed. We never heard from that security guard again, or what his status was. I used to work overnight security, and one night, I noticed a woman standing in the middle of the parking lot, staring right into one of the security cameras. When I went outside to tell her she had to leave, she said nothing and then handed me a note. The note said, They're listening to us. Don't say anything. If you or your commander can help me, just shake your head. I told her again that she had to leave, but she continued to just stand there for another 15 minutes, staring right into the camera. I called the police, but she was gone before they got there. When I used to work overnights in retail, we had some really freaky things happen. One night, the doors to the emergency exit started rattling like crazy, as if someone had grabbed them and was starting to shake them as hard as they possibly could. My coworker and I freaked out and ran to our supervisor to report it, but security was never able to find anything when they went to check it out. I used to work a security gig for an abandoned hotel, which sat directly next to a river. When the rooms had balconies, they would hang out over the water. The hotel had closed down and had been stripped bare by the owners. I'm sitting in the office, and I start hearing a creaking coming from left to right on the floor above me. The hotel was wood frame and creaked like a house when someone walked around. This sounded exactly like someone walking the hall on the floor directly above the office. I go up to the next level and into the hall to check it out. The hotel itself was only four stories high, but very long. The walls of the hall were bare. The rooms had no doors, and only a single dim light bulb hanging from the ceiling in the middle of the hall gave any light. I've seen my share of horror movies, and I know that this can only be trouble, but I start walking down the hall anyway. 
After all, it is my job to keep people out. I get about a quarter of the way down the hall, and I hear rustling coming from a room. I draw my mag light and get ready to use it. I slowly peek into the room and discover that it's the wind blowing in from the river and moving a curtain. This doesn't really explain the footstep sounds, so I'm pretty freaked out and I start checking the other floors, but I didn't find anything. However, I know someone else is in this building. I make my way back down to the ground floor, not finding anything, and go into the old ballroom. It's a wide open space, and I start making my way through. Out of the corner of my eye, I see someone moving, so I turn around and shine my light on them, ready to defend myself. That's when I realized that it was just my reflection in a broken mirror on the wall. Even though it was just me, I still noped the hell out of there and spent the rest of the night in my car in the parking lot. About two weeks after that, the entire place burned down. After all this time, I'm still convinced that someone else was in that building with me. I used to be a concierge at a condo in Midtown Manhattan. One night, at about two in the morning, I get a call on the desk phone, and a man was telling me that someone in my building was posing nude in front of his window with the lights on, and that he was doing all kinds of sexual things to himself. The caller expressed concern for his daughter, as her bedroom window could see everything that the man was doing. I asked him what floor it was on and such, and also told him that there wasn't much I could do about it since people can do what they want on their own property, and that I recommended that he close his blinds. That's when I realized that the apartment he described was supposed to be vacant. That's when I started to get pretty damn nervous. I was only 19 at the time, and I started thinking of all the horrible scenarios that could happen. I thought some stranger snuck into the building and was squatting in an empty condo. I grabbed my pocket knife, and instead of taking the elevator, I took the emergency staircase three stories up to the floor of the apartment to avoid alerting anyone of my presence. I finally get up to the third floor, and I notice the elevator is still at the lobby floor where I left it. I then slowly start to approach the supposed vacant apartment door. I slowly turn the knob to see if it was open, but it was locked, so I slowly inserted the key, trying to make as little noise as possible. I open the door and see that all the lights are off, except for a light coming from the room where the caller had described seeing a naked man. My heart started pounding. I had to convince myself that I lived in a physical universe and that it would not be possible for that naked man to know of my presence. I had been incredibly quiet. I took off my shoes before entering the apartment so I wouldn't make any noise against the hardwood floor. 
In my socks, holding nothing but shoes and a small pocket knife, I start to approach the bedroom door, where I saw it was closed, but light was shining out from beneath the door. As I slowly approached, I noticed that the floor was wet, as if somebody had just exited the shower. Someone was definitely here. I set down my shoes and drew my knife. My heart was pounding so hard I could feel it in my throat. I did my best to remain calm and convinced myself that there was no way for the person to know of my presence. I slowly crept towards the door, staying as quiet as possible to see if I could hear anything coming from the other side of the door. I stood there for about five minutes in the dark, and I heard nothing. I gently placed my hand on the knob, debating whether to try and open the door slowly or go in fast before the perv knows someone is about to enter. I decided to go with the latter. I burst into the room, but didn't see anything. I did a quick sweep of the room, glancing in the closet and under the bed, but there was nothing. The room was furnished because it was used as a showroom for open houses to potential customers. I found nothing except for a huge blob of what appeared to be semen on the windows and floor. I was so confused and also starting to freak out because I knew someone was here, but now they're not. Where could they be? I put my shoes back on, then turned on all the lights in the apartment to do a full sweep. Again, I didn't find anything. I began to exit the apartment and call the elevator to head back to the lobby. The elevator doors were already open, and to my shock, I see moist footprints on the marble floor of the elevator. I didn't know what to think, but I knew I had to get back to my desk. I rushed back to the lobby, headed straight for the security camera system, and backtracked all the cameras in the lobby and outside for at least 45 minutes. That's when I saw it. Not two minutes after I entered the emergency staircase, the elevator doors had opened and a man in a giant trench coat and fedora exited the elevator and walked outside from the lobby to the entrance, seemingly barefoot. To this day, I have no idea who that was and I sure as hell had a hard time explaining all this to the board of directors. Good thing I had the security footage of the mysterious pervert. Otherwise, I'd have had no way of explaining the large sums of jizz all over the bedroom windows of the showroom condo. The next day, I went out and purchased a much larger pocket knife. Nightmare Tales is a weekly horror podcast. Find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, and Anchor.fm. Follow us on Instagram at Nightmare Tales, on Facebook at Nightmare Tales Pod, and on Twitter at NMTalesPod.
You can support the podcast on Patreon at patreon.com slash nightmaretales or by buying us a coffee at ko-fi.com slash nightmaretales. Intro and outro music is provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Thank you for listening, and be sure to join us again next week for more blood-curdling tales of terror.